So the feeling of loss or defeat hurts far greater than the joy and happiness we feel when we win. It's a behavioral economic phenomenon, but why is this? Many people smarter than me have continued to study this, so I will leave it to them. But in a time of year when college football consumes us, we must ask the question, do we cheer to actually win or are we cheering to not lose? That's one to think about, and that's absolutely rich. You're listening to That's Rich. Welcome to another episode of That's Rich, where we help you get rich. Rich in knowledge, rich in happiness, rich in laughs, and just maybe a nugget or two actually makes you money rich. I'm Matt Reiner, CEO and co-founder of Wella, here as always with Evan Shoda, CEO and co-founder of Pinnacle Shows, and Morgan Meyer, Associate Product Manager over at Wella. What's up, y'all? How you doing? I'm good. Great intro. Do you like it? Very appropriate. Do you like, I it? like it? Because I, I, I teed you up. I teed you up. But speaking of teed up, so this is a this is college football championship week, uh, but I don't think that's the most exciting news. I think that uh, the most exciting news actually has to do with teeing it up. Uh, my man, my boy, <laughs> T-Dubs, is uh, teeing it up <laughs> Thursday after a little bit of a layoff. He's coming back, playing down there in the Bahamas, and you know what? I can't wait. And I can't wait. So that's the big, that's championship week. When you got Make Sundays Great Again and my, or whatever the saying <laughs> is on bar stools, uh, that's amazing. Make yeah. Sundays Great Again, whatever it is. Um, but that's what I'm excited about. I don't are you care. excited? Oh, I don't care who you are or if you're a fan of golf or not. You hear that name. If he's back, you got to take a peek at least, right? I am right? so excited it, to see if he's finally back. He is back. He's I, back. I've been reading everything. I think he's back this time. I think it's for real. I think it's for real, too. I, I agree with I you. I mean, I love Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler and Dustin Johnson all those guys. But, man, there's something about It's not the same. There's something about when T-Dubs comes back. It's Red a totally polo on different ballgame. I mean, Tiger Woods, if he can just make it through the round, I heard that he's been playing. After he plays, he's been running up and down stairs, which is different than how he was last year at this tournament when he was, like, walking gingerly. Um, but I will say this. I have to admit something uh, here because I had something happen to me uh, last night that doesn't really happen. Do you often remember your dreams? You uh, yeah, I do. I, do yeah, you? Yeah. All the time? No, not all the time. Okay. You wouldn't know if you didn't remember it, though. Well, you would wake up and be like, I did I haven't, you would just be like, I didn't dream. So that could be the number. So we're a little inception. Do you remember your dreams, Morgan? Not very often. No? No. So last night I had a dream to remember, um, and I remembered it very vividly. uh, And this shows a sickness that I have. Uh, So my dream was I was actually walking with Tiger, uh, playing this course. He was playing. I was just walking there with him and Joe LaCava, his caddy, hanging out. And Tiger was, like, interacting with me. But, like, him and I aren't really, like... We don't that have, good of friends? We're friends. not that great of friends, so we, we didn't have, like, a ton to talk about. It was still, like, I was, like, the awkward one a little bit, and he, like, didn't know how to interact. We didn't know how to interact with each other because it was kind of new friendship. Uh, but he was playing with Justin Thomas, which he really is playing with Justin Thomas on Thursday and Friday. Um, and he his Justin Thomas's first tee shot wasn't a good one. It was, like, a little dribbler to the left. And then Tiger's was a little dribbler uh, just with the driver and I was like, uh oh, this is bad because the reason was because I was reading an article of him recovering and he when he first hit his driver, he only hit it like hundred and twenty yards. And that's what happened in my dream. He only hit hundred and twenty yards. And then his second shot was a uh he, he pushed it right and he was on the side hill. It almost went out of bounds and then came back. But then he actually chipped it and I was standing there by the hole hanging out on the green. Uh and he chipped it and it skidded and it was it thought it was gonna go by the hole and skidded. And spun left and went in for birdie, and he did a little fist pump, and we were on going on from there. And I remember the whole round. I was playing the whole round with Tiger Woods, and it was amazing. It was the most amazing. I woke up this morning. 
like ready to go. You, really ready to go. Usually there's nothing worse than hearing somebody else's dream. Like nothing worse because nobody <laughs> gives a shit. Nobody's ever cared. This one's relevant. That was pretty good though. I liked that. I, I didn't mind that. It was, it was, I just can only imagine how happy you were. Uh, I mean, yeah, right? I, I, I thought it was so real and I was so happy and I was like, so many Tiger and I are like best friends now. <laughs> we're playing golf together. And uh, and it wasn't really true, but like I, I followed him the whole round. He had an okay round, so I don't think Thursday is going to be great. If I'm dreaming of what's going to happen Thursday, I think there's going to be a lot of bogeys, some birdies. There's going to be some fist bumps. There's going to be a lot of eh shots. Um, and yeah, you know, if I if I'm predicting, what well, what would be considered a win for Tiger? Finish in the top twenty. Okay. There's only 18 players. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's definitely going to do that. That would have been funny if I would have known that. Yeah. yeah. See, just no, I knew right that. when I looked at y'all, you guys, you guys both nodded like in yeah. a group. Like, that would be good. That'd be really good. And I was like, they don't understand that there's only 18 right. players in the yeah. team. Yeah. Anyhow. All right. Uh, well, what, do you want to get into some of your beef now or do you want to yeah, get into let's it later? Start, you want to get into your beef now? We're, gonna, we're about to talk about college football, right? Yeah. So let's get into this really quick. It's all college so, football today. Auburn shocked the world again. They beat the second number one team this year, um, which is unprecedented. I didn't expect it, by the way. Not at all. I didn't expect them to beat Georgia. I didn't expect them to beat Alabama. I'm so happy that it happened. So now Auburn and Georgia are facing off in the SEC championship this weekend. Pretty exciting stuff, right? You want nothing more than some revenge, right? Very exciting. Yeah, this is what I wanted. Right. I've been talking about this. Absolutely. So immediately after the game, I texted you, and we were talking, and I thought it would be so much fun if you and I went together. You said, absolutely not. I will not do that. Not even a chance in hell. Right. Which we can tailgate together. So offended me because you were such a baby about your stupid bulldogs. Why? Because it'll it'll ruin your weekend if they lose. Like why can't two oh, best friends? Oh, the same way. No why way. can't Thank two you. best friends just go together and dog each other and have fun? Like because that, I don't want I don't I, I I I love going and experiencing things with you and like I would go to a Braves game because we're Braves fans, but. A Georgia game, I'm not going to – I will go and tailgate with you 100%. I'll go down there, drink some beers. We can go get lunch, brunch. We can do whatever we want down there. We can get mimosas. I don't care. But when it's game time, I don't want to sit by you. So it's just too near because, and dear to you? Yes. because Well, yeah, because why would I want to – I want to – I want to spill beers over random people and give high fives and hugs with my friends after touchdowns. What am I going to do when it's me? You can and you laugh in my there? face. What do I care? I don't want that. That's not. That's not fun. Okay, I but want, two best friends can't go to a now, game. Our so teams are playing each other. How here's are, the like, difference. If it was a non, if it was a non-championship game, you didn't go with me the last one either. Because that I'm not going into. You want to? You want to go up to Athens with me much anyways either. So let's. That's a. That's the same I would. thing. I no, totally would. No, but I wouldn't sit with you. Still, you'd still sit in the, the Auburn fan base side. I don't want I don't know how you think it's fun to like when you score what are you going to do like look at me and be like haha like that's no fun you want to give high fives and be in the crowd like y'all got this cool little sway thing that you do don't you want to be that's, with that's new the there's no people? tradition there I just saw that yeah but that's awesome don't you want to be with people when they're doing that and like I want to be hugging random people that are wearing red and black I mean you're that's so, what I want you're very passionate about it so I'll let you have this one but it just it's so off-putting I just I it's not personal I, I you're still one of my best friends it's not personal it's not personal <laughs> you just like a different team than I do and I'm not it's going business. to go it's just business yeah we gotta go in take care of business and get the hell out we gotta move on to bigger and greater things I mean I guess I'll take that answer but I I hate you when the Bulldogs are playing <laughs> I want I that's Damn why it. we've been to so many, but together. we've been to so many sporting events together and had so much fun. I it's agree, like, but I we want, didn't have a dog in the fight. I want this to be a oh, good pun there. I want this to be part of our life. I want to share this with you, and we'll, we're never going to get to. We can share it afterwards. We can watch it again when we know what's going to happen. It's. 
I mean, am I off? Am I off? You're off absolutely the rocker not. here. No, I, I don't think I am. If it's I a am. big game, I'm watching it by myself. Who signs your Literally. paychecks, Morgan? <laughs> Jeez, get lost. I I'm telling you, I just I I. I do have a strong passion. When I was younger, I would let it ruin my week. I don't let it ruin my week as much Bullshit, anymore. You don't. It yes, doesn't. You do. It doesn't. When we lost to Auburn, I came in. I I went to work. I got things to do. I I didn't let it. I I woke up on Sunday. I maybe was a little bit hungover. So your alternative was not waking up on Sunday. Got it. Okay. Well, or staying in bed. I woke up and did things. I went and hung out with family. I, I got over it. All right, I, that's I, fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll let I'll let the ask Ryan Moore. Ask Ryan Moore, our friend, uh, our high school friend, what happened when I was watching South Carolina with him. It was not a fun time for me and him. It was not fun. Okay. I broke a that's chair. Fine. He did was you not really? happy. Yeah. His it chair. Was bad. No, it was at my house. Okay, that's fine. Fair enough. But um, do you have any predictions? Do you have a feeling about this weekend? Uh, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a great game. It, dude, I was. At, I think this game will be better than the first game. Oh, for uh, sure. I hope so. You guys for ran sure. over us last game. I want it to be close down to the wire. Actually, I want to be. I would like to be ahead by a little bit more. I'll say this. I think that Auburn should be ranked higher than us. They will be ranked higher than us. Uh, but they're a different that, team than they were early in the season. They're yeah. right, right now they're playing out of their freaking minds. Well, that stadium. So I was there for the Falcons game, and I was just like looking around, like imagining what it's going to be like next Saturday. It's going to be rocking. I mean, it's right. going to be amazing. You got these two fan bases because there's so many Auburn fans in Atlanta. You're going to have so many Auburn fans, so many Georgia fans, and it's yeah. like what is on the line? It's not like you're playing Missouri that has three losses and if you beat them it doesn't matter. It's like the winner of this game goes. Right. Like, that's some big stakes. It's going to be this fun. This is what you want right here though. This is everything that we I, want. I wanted revenge and I think that our defense wanted revenge. After listening and reading the quotes after the game last last time we played y'all, the defense felt embarrassed, and I and so I'm interested to see how that happens. I will say this: if if by chance you guys beat us, I I I will concede that the team that won the last time is the better team. So I'm not going to get into it with you about. Wait, say that one more time. If you beat us this weekend, so we would be the better team. Yeah. Okay. That's that's how fair. It, that's yeah. fair. If you guys beat us twice, you but I'm saying I'm saying I'm not going to be that guy that says, "Well, we won one and you won one." It's like no, the team that won last is the winner. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right, that's fine. We'll handle this as civil human beings. Civil human beings. But, but we're not together. You. We'll text after the game. You're the worst. All right, what do we got, Morgan? <laughs> Sorry, we got uh, we, Morgan, it Morgan's, college team, football. Morgan's team's got a big game, but we're going to talk about all these teams that's here. That's not in a, a big bit. game. They're facing a left-handed quarterback. <laughs> Is he really a <laughs> They're kind of your team, too, though, right? Yeah, they are. Uh, a little well, bit. Yeah. A smidge, not this Ooh. weekend. Don't get into this. <laughs> <laughs> Evan said I that, have a clear hierarchy. Here, Evan like, said, Evan said know, during our text messages that I had to wear my alma mater's colors, and I said, all right, fine, you have to wear your alma mater's colors this, this weekend, too, which is be Kennesaw State, blue, black, and yellow. I went to Auburn for three years. Black and yellow. You didn't graduate <laughs> from there. Right, well, okay. You want to know black what my favorite part was about the Auburn win over Bama this weekend, aside from the fact that they beat Bama? What? That they said they did it for the nation. They <laughs> did you see that? They were like, "What's the best part about this win?" They're like, "We did it for the nation." You're welcome. The, well, the, You're the, welcome. the win over the win over Georgia must that have was, been for Mexico. By the, way, <laughs> the must have been for Mexico because he wore a sombrero after. That is such That is such a Donald Trump answer. You know, like know. spin zone, just like we did it for everyone. Like, okay. we wanted to provide everyone hope. It was that, so true, though. They're like, "Who doesn't want to see Bama lose?" We did this for everyone, and, and it's so true. And there was someone that was talking about it. I mean, we could talk college football all day. This could become a sports podcast. Um, but the uh, uh, it was so funny how I saw a tweet, uh, which I don't look at Twitter much, but I have been because of the last lately, the news lately. Um, but someone was like, I love how Saban talks shit about the college football playoff. And then right after they lose to Auburn, he's like 
Exactly. He's trying to push for them to be in the college football playoff. Yeah. Come he's, on, guys. He's a huge advocate. He's like, well, yeah. we, we yeah. should probably make it. It's like, yep. wait, what? That, uh, that's a whole big thing, topic that I, I need to, we need to talk about. All right, well, Morgan, what do we got we'll, first? We'll move though? on to a slight variation. All right, what do we got? On what we're talking about. So Sunday evening, Tennessee was finalizing a deal with Greg Schiano, the current Ohio State defensive coordinator, to become the next ho- head coach. But amid protests, the deal fell through. Never seen anything like this. Have Unbelievable. you? Unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. The fans have spoken. They were rioting in the street. Not rioting. They were protesting in the streets. They painted the big dumb rock. Does that rock have a name? Just a rock. The dumb rock. Just a rock. Big dumb rock. Got big it. dumb rock. Cool. All right. Yeah. Go, go Knoxville. <laughs> I mean, dude, that was, I mean, our text chain, I literally, I, I, I didn't know how to put it into words, but I was like sitting there in our house like giggling at everything that was going on so because it was so funny what was going on with our text chain with Brent I mean our, our, we have a mutual best friend who's a Tennessee volunteer diehard like through and through yeah so and he was on this chain and it was just I mean what an embarrassment to a university I mean this is a first year AD I don't know if this is his first ever job but uh, it's his first year at Tennessee like when you're making a decision like this for a football organization that generates an extremely high amount of revenue for your your school you think do you not talk to anybody when you make this decision he did not vet it whatsoever like what and, and, he, and i heard from i think justin was telling me when we were talking about some research was i think he only looked or no maybe he told me he only looked back to the rutgers days he didn't look anything back past rutgers like what he did before rutgers when he was at the at the school so it's basically like me or you or anybody going out and hiring someone and being like, all right, what have you done at your past two jobs? Like, maybe you've had six jobs, but we're not going to look at any of the first four because it doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. who vets someone that way? I don't know. I mean, I, I I do not like when the, you know, it gets something gets caught up in the mob mentality. Although I do like the fact that, I mean, without a fan base, your program is nothing. The Tennessee volunteer fan base has spoken and they got their way, which usually doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. But I think like, like Justin brought up a good point though. And he was saying, who would you... Whose approval do you need more, the big-time boosters or the fan base in general? I mean, you need the boosters. I know they are one and the same, but... The boosters, because a lot of... I mean, every university has those fans that are going to say that stupid thing that just makes your school look so so dumb, right? Everybody has those fans. Right. And uh, those that's, fans that's, are always the loudest. That's a good point. No, people don't realize that, though. Nobody wants to admit that. Right. But everybody's got... They're everywhere. Everywhere. I they're mean, everywhere. Everywhere has, everybody yeah. has those. I mean, and they always speak the loudest, and so they put, like, the view of the university there. And so, uh, you know, you can't listen to those people. The donors are the ones that are going to pay the checks and give the funding and help, you know, get the sales and everything of that nature and get the deals or whatever it may be. But I, I do worry about, like, the fans, like, the, the loudest fans having a voice I mean, social media played a huge role in this, right? Social right. media has played a huge role in a lot. Because the Penn State thing caught fire pretty quick. Real yeah. quick. So for the, for the record, he was at Penn State. He was just starting – Greg Schiano was starting his coaching career. And um, I read the deposition, and I think it was Mike McQuarrie said that his assistant coach, Bradley, said that um, Schiano came to him one day and said he saw Sandusky in the shower at one time. And so that was a third-party account – both Shiano and Bradley denied that that those words were ever spoken and that that incident ever happened. Yeah, so that that's as far as it went. That's all that's on the record. I I, I hear you. I mean, I, the, the I and pro- I'm not I'm not saying he did or didn't right. do something. I, but as, if I was a new AD, you can be damn sure that I'm staying away from anybody that was involved with that program at that time. Even if they might be a great hire, I just don't want to have to deal it's with. It's guilty by association, especially what's been going on with Tennessee. Like they just re- they just uh, saw or um, uh, came to terms with a settlement for 
their administration touching illegally touching women as well. It's like you, you probably want to stay away from that, especially if you're Tennessee, given those allegations that just happened. His AD's and, clueless. And so, but because he's first year, he's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I think I got this job because the other AD got fired because of these allegations. Like, what allegations? I don't remember. I didn't look past. I didn't look past the last year. But I. But it, it does. It is a. It is somewhat of a problem that social media has the ability of painting a picture of a human being like this, right? Like. Shiano can't ever have a say, no matter what, it, whether he goes on 60 Minutes or Dateline or whatever he wants the to go on. The story's already told. The story's already told without his voice, his side of it. And whether the man's lying or not, yes, guilty by association, I get it. But social media, I mean, has painted a – I mean, this guy's not going to get another job. I mean, outside, he's never going to get a head coaching job again now. I mean, like – and it's because of these loud fans – that really screwed them over. I mean, maybe he'll get like. No, you. I mean, you might I be know. right. I don't know. I, I was it just gonna, seems. I was going to argue with you for a second there, but now that this this Penn State thing caught fire, like the next fan base that tries to or the, the next school that tries to hire him, I mean, their fan base is going to react the same yeah, it's way. It's going like, to happen again. Oh, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't because those fan that next fan base is going to say, oh, he wasn't good enough for Tennessee, but he's good enough for us. Right. Like we don't want to be associated with this. So I think I think you might be right there. I mean. And I'm surprised that Ohio State's keeping him on. I mean, because Urban like, came be, out in full defense. Yeah, he did. Right? I was I was a little surprised at that too. But I mean, but like I mean, well, you've got to defend the guy that you hired. Yeah. You have, otherwise, true. you make yourself look like an idiot. Sure. I mean, I guess it's because Urban's running the program and, and Shiano is not running the program. But it, it, it's it's such a far stretch. Here here's the problem. I, I, I get you want to stay away from Sandusky as much as you can. Like, there's no reason to bring that in. But it is a really far stretch to say that because this guy saw this one thing, that he's going to go and build a program that does the same thing. Like, the link that all together is so, so difficult that you can't, like, I just find that, that that's hard. I don't right? know if that's the way people look at it. People look at it as he may have seen something and did not speak up. And so then and you he's want a bad co- guy, so you he want to coach never... with more integrity. For the record, fair, if, the, if fair, that is, for fair. the record, if that is the case, he is in fact a bad guy. He is. I you mean, need, because if you don't talk up, we, then it's your, well, we need to do fault. everything in our power to defend children. Is you know, we need to err on that side forever and ever. And ever. I agree. I agree. But I mean, it is. But like I said, I mean, who knows if he did or didn't? I mean, but the truth of the matter is, perception's reality. There's a perception out there that those fans created. He's screwed. Yeah, I mean, and also, but but it also does look bad for Tennessee too. The Tennessee fans were taking down Herb Street a lot as well, and Herb Street was like, "Fine, guys, I'm done. Like, right. good luck, y'all. Like, I'm done." But this does make the university look terrible. It makes the fan base look terrible. Well, even though they got what they wanted, they didn't do it in a way that was like commendable. Like they were they were degrading this guy and his fam. I mean, everything. Like that's not the best way of doing it of taking action. Um, and and, and and they were going after all the other people that were trying to defend Shiano. So the university looks bad. The fan base looks bad. And this this program is in the shitter. It's ripe for everybody to go steal those those recruits right now. And I, I just think that, I mean, if you're a Tennessee fan, aren't you wishing that you still had Philip Fulmer? Yeah, you are. There, there's there's one person that can help smooth this over, and you know who it is. It's Peyton Manning. Yeah, it's I'm not saying he's going to have to take a job or do anything like that, but he's going to have to come out and say something and – you know, say like, "Hey, I was behind the scenes. This is the guy that I would pick. This is the guy we're bringing in. I was a huge advocate for him. This is the next coach. I'm a believer in him." They'll listen to Peyton Manning. He'll write that ship, but I don't. I don't know if he wants to get. Involved. Well, here's here's the other thing that we were talking about earlier was Gruden, right? Again, going back to social media. Social media brought people to the belief 
that Gruden was going to be the next coach. And that's where all this has stemmed from. There was really no facts whatsoever back then. There was no facts. Nobody in the administration, no even insiders in the organization said that they're going after Gruden or they're talking to Gruden. Nobody's even, not even like the plane trackers that they did for Chip Kelly. There's no (laughs) flights going to Gruden's home. Like, everybody's like, Gruden's our next coach. They said it before Butch Jones was hired. They said it again now. This this whole fan base is just uh, delusional, very delusional, and it's unbelievable. And it and 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 you you're saying that Gruden needs to come out and say something. I don't think he does because he, nobody's. I mean, he, he doesn't need to respond to these loud social media voices that have no facts to back it up. No facts and yeah, no say. Right. No you're say. Right. Well, they actually now have better say than they used to, I guess. But do you think though? I, I know money talks. Ultimately, money always talks. But are they going to have a hard time hiring a coach? Are they literally going to have to hire some nobody out of high school? Well, that brings up great news, breaking news from the from the news desk over here. Uh, correspondent on the on the grounds out there in Knoxville uh, has, has sent us back a tweet uh, that interview happened with the University of Tennessee and Mike Gundy of Oklahoma State. Oklahoma that mullet State. fits right in Tennessee, doesn't it? It <laughs> Mike plays. Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy. I mean, if if you want, I mean, I don't know why Mike Gundy would go there. Mike Gundy was an his alma mater is yeah. uh, is Oklahoma State. Why would you want to go from a program unless you think that you're about to get booted out of the door? Boone Pickens will pay Mike Gundy to stay if Boone Pickens wants him, and he did send him a letter <clears throat> saying support for him. Boone Pickens got has got some money. There's oil fields out there. He's got some money over there. With a name like Boone Pickens, you've got to have. I, I just think <laughs> I, I don't know why I don't know why Gundy would want to go over, but. That's interesting. I don't know why you want to get your hands dirty in a mess like that. Especially I mean, when you're at a place that loves you. Right. And the mullet. That you're mullet's disgusting. Well. Yeah. You're I, I, well. I heard, uh, I, I saw, I was checking the flight tracker, the Knoxville flight tracker, uh, and it looks like they're going to Columbus right now to talk mm, to Urban. Interesting. Yeah, they're talking to Urban. Yeah, I'm sure they want him after the yeah. Greg Shiano debacle. <laughs> yeah, they want, I think they're going to say, you know what, I, we want Shiano still, and the way, only way we can get Shiano is we get Urban here because That's then we'll bring right. Shiano in as a defense coordinator. They still want Shiano. He wants to prove a point. I'm going to be completely transparent here, but the, the, the college football coaching carousel is such a mess. And it's so crazy. But at the same time, I don't feel bad. You know, it's such a high-demand job. They get rid of these guys so quick, but those buyouts are so insane. I don't feel, um, to- I don't feel totally crazy. bad for them. But at the same time, like, even my guys at Auburn, like, four weeks ago, Gus was history. Yeah. Guess who's king of the that world bus right now? Was, that bus was on the way Long out. Long gone. Guess who's king of the world right now? Gus Malzahn. So it, they're just so irrational. I mean – well, I mean, you have a bad quarter. I mean, you lived through it with Mark Richt. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you felt about Rick, yeah. but it was like I love every Rick. halftime of a bad, like a bad half. is like screw Rick. He's out of here. He's old news. That I think that's what took about ten years off my life was having to way. defend <laughs> having to defend Mark Rick for five years every time that they had like a they won, but they only won by seven, yeah. or we won ten games where we didn't win eleven. Having to defend him because I was like, I don't want to be Tennessee. Like that was my whole argument. I did not want to be Tennessee, and I was like, it could happen if Kirby Smart. And I'm still nervous. I mean, I love Kirby. I'm on the Kirby train. Um, but we'll have to see what he does next year and the year after instead right. of just doing it one year. Like, if you want to create a program. Um, but the buyouts, dude, 40. So Jimbo Fisher is thinking about going over to Texas A&M. That buyout, $39 million. $39 million. Justin and I have talked about this. If you want to retire sooner than you ever thought, just go become a coach and just say, you know what, you can pay me $100 a week, I don't care, whatever it is, but my buyout's gonna be $30 million and just suck it up and they'll fire you and you get your buyout. Like, these buyouts are absurd. Dabo Sweeney's is like 21. Mm-hmm. The one that has that takes the cake is Kirk Ferentz. What a, whoever his uh, agent. agent is, $21 million at <laughs> Iowa. 
Like Iowa, That's they want to. If Iowa wants to fire Kirk Ferentz, they better be selling some corn That's up there. That's a lot they of be corn, baby. Corn. I mean, that is an unbelievable bio. Um, anyhow, that's enough on, on Shiano. T- T- Tennessee, maybe next week when we're talking, they may have a new head coach. That, that AD better find a coach before then, or, or he's going to be looking for a new job. Maybe uh, with uh, Shiano. Can they just fire everybody there? I don't know. I mean, can the fans fire anybody they want right now? Yeah. Well, the fans did it to Gene Chizik when he was getting off the plane, booing, booing him when he gets off the plane, and then he wins you a national championship. I mean, the fans don't know. They don't know anything. Like, if you don't get Saban or you don't get Meyer, everybody else sucks. And for Georgia, if we didn't get smart, everybody else sucked. And, like, it, and it's unbelievable what, like, Muschamp, what he's doing at South Carolina, everybody there was like, right. he sucks. He's doing a great job there. Like, you're you're a, a mid-tier program. Like, that's you win some big games, but you're a mid-tier program. That's a mid-tier coach. Right. All right, what do we got? Asking for a friend. Oh, asking for a friend. So, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. This one's this one's a tough one. So I thought I had it all figured out. I thought I understood the basic principles, but now that I'm hearing what big companies are advocating for what side, I do not understand net neutrality. It's so confusing to me. You understand it? I, I when we were talking in pre-production, uh, pre-production. That's like what you do before it's the a show. Meeting. It's Official. a meeting before the meeting before the show. Yeah, before the show. Um, I had no idea. I, I really don't. I, I have I have not looked at it a ton uh, because I think that it always comes up and then it always just goes back to the way it is. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Do you, can you just give me a brief description of what your yeah, background I'll, I'll is? Yeah, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. So basically the internet should be um, – net neutrality allows any any company or any, any website to have access to internet ser- or allow these internet service providers to, to give the public any access to all, all the information available on the internet. Well, if they get rid of net neutrality, then basically uh, the market will be saturated with all this cash because big companies that want to have faster access to their website can pay people like AT&T or Comcast to say, hey, make sure you can get, make sure we have faster streaming um, speed than anybody else. Or, or So in other words, all these small blogs and people like that, they won't be able to pay to keep up to have the same quality internet. So then they'll be pushed out. out. Right. And so if you... But say, it's basically a way for, I mean... But why does Google it's, it's want... Gonna, it's going to create a, um, a revenue stream that does not exist. But then why right are they now. defending it? They, because they don't want See, it to See, that's the part that got me confused. I read an article yesterday about which side Google's advocating for, and ultimately it comes down to they're advocating for you know how they, however they can crush their competition faster, but... It's super confusing. Do you agree, or have you not? Yeah, I, I don't understand it to be honest. I mean, Morgan or Justin, did we find anything on net neutrality over there? I will say, there's people out there that are. You, how many times have you seen this on social media? They're like, if you don't know how big of a deal this is, you're an idiot. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I like it because I'm like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, I'm I, I just need that button on uh, Facebook to be like, yeah, I'm an idiot. Thank you. Net neutrality. Uh, I don't know. I mean. Maybe maybe next time next week maybe we can come with something on net neutrality. Maybe that'll be a learning lesson. We actually we have something here. We have definition Ooh. of it. Ooh, I, I like still that. don't know what the answer is to the. We'll take a definition for now. Yeah. Okay. Definition for five hundred. Okay, this is a pretty good one. Net neutrality is the internet's guiding principle. It preserves our right to communicate freely online. Boom. See, so I think okay. I, I, some of the, the and, and this is just. Uh, Maybe so you're, so you're going to have to pay to play. Yeah, I mean, so I think that everybody's going to have to pay to play. Like, you're going to have to pay to do anything on the internet, I think, now. But, I mean, you kind of do, but I guess it goes deeper than that, right? You have to pay to own a website. You have to pay. But I, I guess you have to pay to go over the webs of, of the speeds, the, whatever, the megabytes. I'm a webmaster, but I don't know that. 
so, so we the sound impact, intelligent. The <laughs> impact of losing net neutrality is that companies like AT&T, Comcast, and Verizon would be able to regulate basically who is heard and who isn't. They'd be able to block websites or content that they don't like and applications that compete with their own offerings. This, yeah. re- this reminds me of something. Did you ever see the um, Hulk Hogan versus Gawker Netflix documentary? No. Okay, well, no, I'm it's serious. Similar, when, it's similar when though, big, I know When story. big news sources, big news media companies like that get bought, they control the content, I mean. Right, so basically if we I, said something- I actually something, was gonna bring that up with Jeff Bezos. If we, yeah, if we said something bad against AT&T and because we have millions of listeners to this podcast, they could be like, you know what? You're not gonna be able to be on their way. Right. On AT&T, if you have AT&T internet, you can't listen to the That's Rich Show. You have to have Comcast. Right. And so then that's what it becomes. And then what you're gonna have, then you're gonna ultimately then get to Netflix of the internet where you're gonna have to pay $7.99 a month to get whatever you want or to get certain kinds of appearances or whatever it may be. We need to circle back this next week. I think so too. I think can we can we make note of that? Circle back on that neutrality. Let's get better verse. Let's find some more interesting topics. And we're gonna show how quickly it. how how quick of learners we are. I think that's a good thing. All right, my, my question real quick, it's a it's a simple one. Uh, it just came up the other day, um, uh, when I was when I was so excited that I had posted to Instagram. Uh, I got ridiculed because I posted the wrong thing supposedly. Uh, but how do you determine which type of picture is meant for an Instagram story versus what can be used for a real Instagram post? An Instagram story versus a post? Yeah. Is there an answer to this? I mean, I think so, because I, I put up two pictures this weekend, and I thought they were very clever and funny a little bit. Uh, I think you liked them, or your wife liked them. One of y'all did. Uh, both of y'all maybe have. But they said that those would have been more of story pictures as opposed to picture pictures. So how do you know which one's which? That's too much internet for the day. That's when you just shut it down for the weekend. You shut it down? I don't I, know. I mean, I have do no you know, idea. Morgan? Do you know? What, what I, defines I it? I think it's something to do with likes. You know, what? I don't, I don't. But know. I was really happy with how many likes I got. I got, so Morgan, 30, I got Morgan 30. Doesn't know either. I got 30 likes, and I was like, "That's really I'm good." Really you got 30 likes? That's really good. Yeah, that was a Look lot. You. That was a lot. And I got a few comments. I got comments too. What are you laughing at over there? What's your like? What's your highest like over there, producer Justin? Oh, 300. What did he say? 300. Those got, are those are fake likes. Famous. Yeah. What did, what was the picture? Hey, we a should selfie. A no, selfie. No. That. Well, Be more conceited right now. Yeah. Unbelievable. A selfie going Were you smiling or what were you doing? I'm going to follow you so hard after this podcast. Yeah. I can't wait to be. I'm going to comment on all your stuff. He's private. My, my He's wife, my wife, I think, oh, the, I think our best was like 300 and something, but that's when we got engaged. Like that, like, uh, I don't think I've ever touched Is that on Facebook? 300. Uh, no, that was on, that was on Instagram. Instagram, my, Instagram, Hillary kills it. We, we, oh, Hillary. Okay. Hillary kills it. We get sure. 100 at least whenever we post a picture of just us two. That's I mean, it's Hillary mainly because it. of me. Hillary, if I post it, it gets like 12. If Hillary posted, we get a hundred. So she gets ten times multiple on me right now. I would like to see the sliding scale between like what makes you what's a, what's a, a number that makes you happy, what makes you really happy, and what is like, damn, I wish I wouldn't have posted that. <laughs> well, if I get under ten, or if I if I get where I don't I'm, get I, where under, I don't get nine others, or like where it, it only says like three people and you don't get the others comment, then I'm done. I think I'm done. I think under under ten is like you should get off of Instagram <laughs> yeah. altogether. I, dude, I have a lot of pictures under ten. It's bad. It's bad. You should, I, 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 you should I, clean that up. But I I, I felt really good about my post this time and I think I did well uh, I got 25 plus on each of them which is good two back-to-back days I did it back to back is rare I know I know we've talked about this before though if you see somebody random like from high school if you like one of theirs start the clock within 24 hours they will like something that's so true I promise it happens I, all the time yeah you you like something they give it it's back manners. like yeah. social media manners right Evan there's a whole theory about doing you can do this to that's how you can pick up people is like their pictures and then they'll like you back and then you have this conversation and you slide into their it, DMs it's a kind of it's a like oh. campaign it's a like it's a like 
like back and forth. It's like a, I like you, you like me. I'll, it's a conversation with likes. Uh, That's thirsty, all it is. A thirsty smile later, and it's done. Thirsty, deal. A thirsty trap shirt, and then you're good. And at the trap house, at the at the trap house. Um, this is taking a turn. <laughs> is, that, is that completely off? Wrong? Is that completely wrong? I have a, I have another uh, asking for a friend. Let's move. Do you, let, do you? Yeah, it's a kind of a shout out to Hasem out there. It's, it's about the NBA. Okay, Ooh. ask it. You guys want to hear it? Yeah, yeah let's hear it. Why is nobody talking about Lavar Ball's dead tooth? What? He's got the biggest dead tooth front and center, and he's always on camera, and nobody says anything about it. I've never once seen a big baller with a dead tooth. That's definitely a hasten question. How many big ballers have dead grills? Um, I don't like it. I don't it. know. I mean, he's not really that big of a baller. He kind of sucks. His tooth is dead. All right, let's move on. we got more college football to talk about. It's championship week. We do. Week. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It is. For sure. Rival Unless your team's week. not playing. Or you're a Tennessee fan. Rivalry week followed up by championship week. So let's talk more about college football. Um, let's get into our rank them segment. Let, let's yeah. talk. Let's get. Let's do. Did you rank them? Uh, I did. I did. But did you? I, let's do rank them. Yeah, I ranked them. I ranked okay, them. I didn't. I just gonna input on both of you. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, let's do rank them. What do you got, Morgan? Okay. Top four. What I, are we doing? Top here? four. I top tried four. to be as unbiased as I could be. Impossible. Impossible. You want to know? My number one's going to throw you off. You want to know who my number one is? Wait, wait, so wait. We, we should go from four down if, to one. If, yeah, we should. But if, okay. you're, if your number one's Ohio State, you're it's off not. the panel. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, my number the... four is Ohio State. Of course. Because of course. I think Ohio State will beat Wisconsin. But you can't you can't rank them based on what the prediction <sighs> okay, is going to be. Fine. you got to rank them as of I'll today. I'll give you Wisconsin as a top four so that when wow. we beat them, we would be top four. Okay. okay. Oh. Number three. Brook. Auburn. Auburn, ooh, number three. Yeah, they beat two number yeah, ones. How do you put in the other two SEC teams over them? That's good. Number two, Clemson. They yep. looked good this weekend. I don't think they've played really anyone, but they looked good this Syracuse, weekend. Syracuse, the Orange Men. I know. The Orange Men are yeah. good. <laughs> number one, Oklahoma. It has to be Oklahoma. It has to be right? Oklahoma. Has, has to be anyone Oklahoma. been watching them They're play? They're good. They're good. They don't play defense, but their offense Everybody's been watching them play. Incredible. Nobody can take their eyes They're, off Baker Mayfield. Did you, did you see what they did this weekend with the Baker Mayfield? With, did anyone yeah, I mean, it was like he's not dead. It was absurd. He's not dead. They walked out with the to, with his the, to the coin flip as a captain. I'm like, bro, he like, how did they walk out with that jersey? Was he not wearing his jersey? Did uh, yeah, they take I it off? It must have been an extra. An extra. I don't know. His but practice. They were holding jersey? it like they were holding his hands. It was really. Yeah, I don't know. I want to get back on this Ohio State question. I, I got something on Ohio State that we need to talk about. Oh. But my top four are uh, Georgia. I gotta go. Georgia's number four. I I, I mean, I don't know. They're a one-loss team that's less losses in Ohio State, and Alabama just lost, and Alabama didn't win their division. So they got to drop down from that, unless you're looking at luster, right? So Georgia number four, Auburn number three, Oklahoma or Ohio or uh, who do I have as number two? I have Clemson as number two and Oklahoma as number one. Those oh, are very similar. Very you guys similar. You just substitute your own teams. Very Point similar. That's very so similar. Well, so here's, very similar. Here's the thing about Ohio State. I think the biggest debate here right now is. Let's just say everything works out this weekend uh, as thought, right? Clemson wins, uh, Clemson wins, Oklahoma wins, and Ohio State wins. Don't worry about the SEC champion because whoever wins that game goes, right? No matter what. That's I, I, I think at least. Um, sure. But if those three win, then it doesn't matter, right? But if there isn't, or yeah, if those three win, then you now have the ACC champion, the Big 12 champion, and the SEC champion. Who's the fourth team? Hawaii. <laughs> Just because I like Hawaii. I don't know. Who's the fourth team? I, I mean, and how do you determine? How do you? Where do they come from? Like, now you're going based off of two brands, right? So you build a brand, Apple, yep. Walmart. Now you have Alabama and Ohio State. Who do you take? This is this is 
it touches on what we talked about with Saban earlier. So 2014, when Ohio State took the number four spot, or no, I'm sorry, it wasn't 2014. It would have been last year. Yeah, it was last year. It was last year when we took the number four spot, and he said it was ridiculous because we didn't have a conference championship, and you should not be allowed in without a conference championship. Right. This year, they're in that position, but he's saying they deserve the number four spot. Right. And it's it's a valid point. And right. It's, especially when you think that both of our teams, meaning Bama and Ohio State, are ranked based on their brand. So, I mean, I, um, I, I, I don't know... I don't know. I, I don't like Ohio State. All right, so I don't That's like Ohio fair. State. I, I I despise them. I don't like Alabama either. I despise them. I'm I despise Ohio really State more because that you kept this under wraps for so long. I hate Ohio State. I, I dislike Ohio State because they always just they 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 have a shit conference, and they always make it. And Urban Meyer, uh, Florida days, everything of that nature. Anyhow, so here's my problem though, is that if Ohio State wins the, the conference championship. You then now have to start saying everybody says well you have to take the four best teams like it's it's on the commercial that Herb Street's name you take the four best teams like that's what this playoff is about. You have to take Ohio State. They're playing a lot better than Alabama, and they won their division, and they won their conference championship. And Alabama struggled with Mississippi State. Alabama lost to Auburn, so Ohio State would be going in on a and win Ohio's, streak. Er, Alabama does not trending. have a quality win. Yeah, Ohio State's what? Alabama does not have a quality. They don't win have a quality win. They don't not have a quality. A one. But then they've also struggled at Mississippi State. Struggled at Auburn. Both those were away games. But both of Ohio State's losses, they lost to Penn State. No, we lost to Oklahoma. Oklahoma at home. That's Iowa a tough one. Blowout. But Oklahoma's good. Oklahoma's good. And then yeah. you lost to Iowa. But. At Iowa, right? That was at yes. Iowa. I, I still think you have to say that Ohio State's playing better football as of today if they win the championship, which means that Alabama. I don't just don't know how you can say Alabama goes. Everybody's just saying it because it's saving. Like, I, I just don't get it. I don't know. But if Georgia, but if Alabama was playing Ohio State, who'd be favored? Alabama. That's where that's where everybody's debate comes in. Mm-hmm. Is that why yep. wouldn't Alabama then go? If they're going to be favored, if they're the best team and they're going to be favored, then why wouldn't they go? I just don't know if the brand and the luster or the luster of the brand is should be taken into account when it goes to the college football committee, but it's hard for it not to. I mean, it's just a human instinct. For I it agree, not to. I, and I think it it absolutely is. I mean, you look at Wisconsin, and, and their side of the Big Ten is horrendous. It really is. It's look awful. at Wisconsin. Who has Wisconsin they beaten? They haven't beat anyone, but they also haven't lost a game. And you will never see anyone who's talking top four put Wisconsin in because they're just not a good brand. Right. Oh, Alabama tonight at the college football playoffs is going to go in front of, of an undefeated Wisconsin. Absolutely. Wisconsin beat FAU. Lane Kiffin, FAU. I mean, I, I don't know who they've beaten. They haven't beaten they haven't a, a beaten team. Anyone. They haven't beaten anybody. Uh, but here's here's my uh, here's my final question, or my final thought, is that college football season, so we talk about it all the time, this is the reason, this is the reason why nobody can live in the moment. And you're wearing an Ohio State shirt today. Good for you. It's a little early. It's, it's still a game away. That, this goes proven, straight to my point. Is you can't live in the moment because don't you feel like the fall has gone so fast? Mm-hmm. It's because true. we're always looking towards Saturday. Like I can't think about anything other than Saturday, right? And that's why I can't go to the game with you, right? Because I can't think about it. Stop thinking about it. You can't even think about it. But I would. Uh, and it does feel like we were just anticipating the college football season starting. And it's so we true. Did, it flies right? by. But this is why we can't live in the moment because we're always looking at like then then once that game comes, if if Georgia happens to win. 
then I won't be able to do anything. I won't until Sunday night. Until oh well, yeah, until <laughs> Sunday night or like oh, Sunday right. at noon. And then after that, yeah. once if they go to the playoff, then it's like I can't look forward to anything except for January first. Yeah. And then my whole December is gone. And then now it's January. And then by that time, I'm gonna be 55 years old, and like I don't have anything to live for. <laughs> Your retirement. Like, yeah, I'll be looking forward to my retirement. But it happens with kids. It happens with vacations. Yeah. It's like. This is the hurdle. When everybody says you can't live in the moment, these are like the exact things. Whether you like football or you don't, everybody has those things, whether it's a concert or it's a vacation or whatever. You're always looking forward to that, and you can't – why can't we – why can't we just pull ourselves back? It's so hard for us to be able to do. I don't know. Do you have a thought on that? I don't know. Do you you have that same – do you always look forward to things? Yeah, of course, nonstop. Yeah. Um, So anyhow, all right. Is that all we got on college football? Do you have anything else on the championship? That was a lot on college football. That was a lot of college football. Um, who do you want? Who do you want to win Saturday? Oh, Georgia, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last up. Black Friday online sales hit a record-breaking five billion dollars, with Amazon accounting for over half of these sales. So, what does this mean for the future of retail? It seems like a debate we have every year. Uh, what? Um, what are your thoughts on this, on Black Friday and uh, Cyber Monday? I mean, are you do you participate in it? Reluctantly. The deals are undeniable. If you need something, if you need something, if you don't, like we were talking earlier, if you don't need something just because there's a sale, you're not actually saving any money. If you're spending money, you're never saving money. Right. Okay, so that's first and foremost. But if you are, if you do have a Christmas list or something or a holiday list, like you can't beat the deals that are out there. Yeah. I mean, it's always funny. It's like the person that's like, oh, it was buy one or buy two, get one free. It's like, well, you didn't need two in the first place. So did you really save money? You right. got three of something that you only need one of. Right. Um, but these numbers were staggering. I mean, basically $6 million spent on Black Friday just online. Did you buy anything? I didn't buy anything. I didn't nice. know what to buy. So I didn't buy anything. And I didn't want – if I started looking, then I'd just start buying You've got to be prepared. That's a good yeah. That's good that you didn't so, do anything. So I didn't do no it. No damage done. No. But then Monday was another $6 million. I mean $6 billion, $12 billion over the past two days was on online sales. Like that's unbelievable. Does that not have does – that, does that not raise any concern to commercial real estate people saying like maybe you do – maybe there is a threat that real estate is going to be worthless. I mean there's no need for it. It's just going to be a marketing front. Like why – if everybody's going online – I, what's their argument, I There's guess? a lot of those live work plays that are going to be ghost towns, then, if that's the case. I mean, they're going to be internet cafes. Right. Like, here, come get your high-speed internet, and you have to pay for it, right? Like, your nine ninety nine internet. I, I just think that's tough for, for real estate because although there's this human element aspect and people still like to go to a store and buy something and take it out of the store that moment, right. uh, and Amazon and online hasn't solved for that yet, I just feel that if it, if it does become just a marketing storefront, like Casper has one over at Pond City Market and all that type of stuff, then real estate, you can't charge as much for real estate because there's really, it's hard to put the revenue towards it or, or like to put the numbers, the ROI towards it because there's no revenue. And so then ultimately that's going to have to drive down what people are going to be willing to pay, which means that then commercial real estate prices are going to have to come down or you're going to have a lot of vacant lots. Like that that's what this Cyber Monday is told me. And it continues to trend higher every year. I don't want vacant lots, but I'm fine with less retail. But then what do you do with the lots? I mean, make a park. I'd make a green space, right? That'd be amazing. Yeah, it would. Like, make it more hiking trails. Like I said, like after, in a parking after, lot. after the fact, it creates a problem. But if you're, you know, if we're not building as many retail locations, that's fine. Yeah. And then, I mean, I guess, uh, what is the downside? What are the, I, I'm trying to, th- I'm always trying to think of, like, what is the negative of that? Like, what is the negative if we didn't have retail? I guess that means that everybody has to have internet and we're dependent on 
Um, I mean, we still need it even at a retail store. You still need to have internet because that's how the POS systems are signed up. I don't know. I mean, um, that's interesting. But it does show that it's a good economy. That's a good thing. But with all that Amazon action, that pushed Jeff Bezos into a whole other league. A hundred billion. How many zeros are in a hundred billion? Eleven. Eleven zeros in a hundred billion. I've only seen eleven zeros after the decimal. Before. Did you I've see that picture of him in that article? Why is he so jacked up? The Vin Diesel. Looks that, like that's he's, like he's going to be one. in the, the next Expendables. <laughs> the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jeff Bezos, Expendables Seven. Yeah, I just think that I think that the uh, Bezos and ha- he had two and a half billion of that five billion that was spent on Friday on Amazon. Like two and a half billion dollars was transferred between one people and Black Amazon Friday. in one day. In one day. In one day. And that's what pushed him up above uh, the hundred billion dollar mark. It's amazing that they didn't like it didn't crash their I, I don't uh, their infrastructure is just unbelievable. You know how easy it is to order just one click pay. It's like all right, yeah, done, 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 done. It's like one click and I'm done. And I, I didn't even know it's I spent so, money. So I didn't even easy. Know. I forgot half of what I ordered on Amazon this week. I don't even know my I don't even have to know my CVV number we, anymore. We've had pa- we've had packages come to the door. And we're like I don't know what this Same, is. Same. I keep getting emails that I have packages. I'm like yep. I don't remember what I. Ordered. That's exciting. It's like Christmas before Christmas. It's like that's how I like, can. I wonder always, what I ordered this week. That's how I can relive the Christmas uh, spirit, being Jewish. I can do just have <laughs> gifts come to me every day. I might have some. We'll come to you on the 24th just so I can be that, that in that spirit. Eight crazy nights, huh? Eight crazy nights. I don't even know what I'm going to get for Hanukkah or get Hillary for Hanukkah. That's why I didn't have anything. I'm really tough at buying gifts. So if there's anybody out there that has ideas of what I should get my wife uh, for Hanukkah, I probably need to get her one or two gifts. Uh, just let me know. I need some help. I need some guidance on that. I'll um, work on that. Yeah, any help would be great. Um, but I, I do think, going back to the economy, I think that this does show that the economy is good, right? You have this wealth effect. People feel wealthier. They've seen their retirement accounts go up. They've seen uh, their incomes go up. More people have jobs. And they've also just felt that there's not as much wrong with the economy because there's that they don't see it day to day. Uh, and that means that people just spend more money. I mean, they're going to spend almost, I think it's like 750 to $800 per person is what they're going to spend this holiday season. That's a lot. 2007 was the highest at $885 per person. So that's how much each person is going to spend on holiday gifts, not just for one person, but across the board. You got to think about the averages. That seems low, I think, in your mind. But you got to think about the averages that not every, I mean, there's going to be some people that are higher. There's going to be some people that are lower than that. That's the average. Okay, you saw my face. Yeah. yeah. What's your, what's your, so your face was saying that that was low? That I was low? just trying to, I was just trying to break it down. No, that's fine. You trying to do math with billions? This is going to be interesting. Let's, let's, let's hear your brain no, walk through this. No, let's hear your brain no, walk through this. So no, no. let's do 11 zeros. War Eagle. Nope, not going to do it. Um, all right, you have anything else on that topic? No, I just couldn't believe those numbers. I mean, I don't know. If our, there's two indications about uh, the state of the economy. Number one is this, this right here, what happened on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And number two, I've always noticed, um, are there cranes in downtown? Yeah. Which means they're building. Two clear signs of the economy's back, baby. Did I ever tell you? Did I ever tell you that? Uh, so before 2008, I mean, this was a little bit earlier than I was because I was still at school. But uh, they people used to say in the business world that uh, the the state bird or the city bird for Atlanta was the crane, and it was because of how many uh, construction cranes were around the city. I never heard that. Yeah, yeah. So we used to be the crane. Uh, do you know what the state bird is? Uh, falcon. I have no clue. <laughs> right, what do falcons do? Rise up, baby. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson still does it in the in the new Mercedes Benz. What do falcons do? And then everybody's pounding their chest. Rise up. You sound just like I don't know. <laughs> don't I? Uh, no, it's the uh, brown thrasher. The brown thrasher. Oh. 
Come on now. R.I.P. to our hockey team. R.I.P. to Thrashers. I wish we had hockey back. Too. I wish we had hockey back. I don't understand the now five they're the strikes. Jets. They're the Winnipeg Jets. I, how are they doing? Are they doing any, any, anything up there? Yeah, I'll tell you later. Winnipeg loves it. Uh, I don't know where the five stripes came for from the Uni- Atlanta United, my favorite team, the uh, the soccer team, <laughs> MLS. We didn't have any soccer segments here. Let's skip. No. It. All right. Well, we need to know the we need to know the state bird if we want to convince Jeff Bezos to come. There was some recent news I saw that uh, Atlanta has taken an even greater lead. Uh, in the race, I think it's seven to one now. Uh, Do you think that's a coincidence, that or maybe it's three to one? And the the next best is seven. You're to one. writing Jeff Bezos love letters, and all of a sudden our standing gets better and better. I think that that's. I, I think I I don't think that I think that's just there's a direct impact. Yeah, I think there's direct a, correlation. Jeff there. Jeff listens to it every day, and I and I can respect him for it. I mean, he's starting to see what's best about Atlanta, but um, a lot of people say that he already knows where he wants to go, and uh, and Atlanta's getting some better odds, but. We have to be Atlantans. We have to continue this push, right? Be we proactive. Continue, we have to be proactive because remember, we are the city that lost the Super Bowl after being up twenty-eight to three with two twelve left in the third quarter. So, we got to continue and finish the drill. We got to finish the drill. Do me a favor. Tell Jeff Bezos why we don't need Amazon. Tell Jeff Bezos why Amazon needs us. All right. You want to know why Amazon needs us? This yeah. is why Amazon needs us because they need to be around us. And and so this is our Dear Jeff segment that I wanted to go about. And that's a perfect lead-in. You didn't even know what I wrote, my, thing, my note to, to Jeff Bezos. So here's the music. Dear Jeff, I want to introduce you to one of the most exciting things happening in Atlanta in a long while. And I think it meets some of your... Uh, actual thought processes. A tweet of yours from earlier this year was talking about philanthropic philanthropic work and the desire to help people in the here and now, the quote, here and now, at the intersection of urgent need and lasting impact. Although this doesn't relate to necessarily philanthropic means, it meets both of those needs that you mentioned. Atlanta is home of the Beltline, a former thesis paper on how to take the old unused railways to better connect a city known for sprawl. Connecting people of different neighborhoods, solving a true problem of walkability today while making a lasting impact with more green space, potentially less need for car transit, while being innovative at the least. You solve problems and so do the people of Atlanta. We don't shy away from the large problems and those are the people that you want to be around. The Beltline solves an urgent need here in Atlanta with walkability while also having an extremely beneficial lasting impact. We are a city of doers, innovators, and of people that prove everyone wrong. Nobody thought we could have walkability. Now we do. You want to be around people like that, and thus the best reason for HQ2 to choose the ATL for its new home. Welcome home, Jeff. Welcome to the ATL. Look at that. <laughs> See? That's why he needs us. Great job. That's, That's why he needs us. Outstanding. That's another episode of That's Rich. That's Rich.